Hello, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Generation Red, the Kettle Corn and Husker Fan Podcast, where we try to be sweet, but at times we get salty. I am your host, Ken. Hello, folks. I am your other host, Scott. And tonight we're going to talk about the 12 people so far that have now, as of today, entered the transfer portal. Today was the day that the transfer portal closed. So they needed to shed 12 scholarships because I believe we left spring camp with 897. And now we're down to the 85 that we need. So who knows? I can't remember, Scott. Do you remember? Does the portal open again in fall after fall camp? I honestly don't remember. I think it does. So there's a chance you could lose a couple more, but I doubt it. I think we're probably going to roll with the guys we've got. But before we get into all of that, we've got some fun stuff going on with the podcast. Um, so just so you know, you'll want to stick around to the end of the show because we have a ginormous announcement to make about the future of the podcast. It's something we didn't see coming and it really came out of the blue, really surprised us, but I'm sorry, I'm going to make you wait. But just as a hint, something to think about as you're watching or listening to this show in the audio form tomorrow we're going places and the place that we're going remind, you know, rhymes with Smurf fat. That's the best one I could come up with. So (laughs) just think of Smurf fat and maybe you'll figure out where it is. We're going. Uh, (laughs) I know that was, (laughs) it took me a while to find that stupid picture too. It's a good one. It looks super it pregnant, though. It worked. I tried. I tried to find one that was a ping, so I could like blow it up and have it actually blend with the background, but I couldn't find one. So, anyway, uh, <laughs> and before we also get into the main topic tonight, we just want to remind everybody that the uh, first ever Nebraska Podcast Awards is coming Saturday, August nineteenth, two thousand twenty-three, to the Nebraska Brewing Company in La Vista, Nebraska. I have no idea if there are any tickets available at, at this point. I know they had a certain cap on how many people could go. You might want to go to the nbnrpodcast.com website to find out if there are any tickets available still to the public. Uh, we're going to be there. We've already reserved our spots, and we have been nominated. It's pretty cool. We've been nominated for three awards. Uh, so the first one we've been nominated for is Best Video Visuals. We've worked really, really hard to make this look good for you guys. and. Uh, Scott's in route to a new podcast location at this point. So for right now, he's got what he's got, but uh, eventually he's going to be in a whole new space and it's going to look really sweet. So, um, and then he's going to spend a lot of time here in the studio too, which if you caught the stream last week, make sure you do if you haven't, because it really looked nice. Five of us sitting around a table, three camera angles. It just came out primo. So better than I expected it would. And let's see here. The next one we've been nominated for, I'm not exactly sure why, other than the fact that I guess I'm the optimist of the group. And Scott tends to be a little more pessimistic, but Kool-Aid-aholics anonymous. Scott, where where would you put our chances at winning that one over Redcast Rob? Uh, Snowball's chance in (laughs) hell, probably. If we win it. I will <laughs> give it quite to him. <laughs> literally beer keg a, a whole like 55 gallon drum of Kool-Aid if that were the case. But um, that would be kind of funny. It, it yeah. would be just to just to go, hey, Rob, look what we want. <laughs> and you've got a Kool-Aid <laughs> picture. We don't. <laughs> so uh, but, you know, that would be cool if you voted for us for that. But 
my advice, go vote for Redcast, or specifically the Go Big Redcast, because Redcast Rob actually has a Kool-Aid pitcher. He drinks red Kool-Aid out of on every show. The guy's nuts. Um, I'm pretty sure he mixes it with vodka, too. So have you ever heard Sick. any of his questions? Yeah, it takes forever. So that's vodka, folks. <laughs> I Ask me how I know. Um, then, of course, we've been nominated for, well, I'm not sure why, of course, we've been nominated for the Comedy Award. Probably because of Scott's incredibly creative ways to tell us how Iowa's corn sucks. Um, so, yeah, we've been nominated for the Tommy Award. That would be kind of cool to win that. I think that would be kind of cool, kind of sweet. Um, we've got a bunch of other friends that have been nominated for awards. Go check out the Husker Cuzcast tweet Twitter page because they've got some awards they've been nominated for, I believe, comedy and most argumentative podcast. Big shocker there is <laughs> one of the awards they've been nominated for. So anyway, voting will be available soon. I'm not sure when. I think it'll be closer to the event, probably in that June, July range when the voting links become available. And as soon as they're available to us, we will make them available to you. And we'd really love your vote, especially for best video visuals. Uh, That would really be cool. So let's move on and talk about specifically the fact of why we're here. here Because most notably... Three quarterbacks, three of the scholar, six scholarship quarterbacks Nebraska had on roster, decided to enter the transfer portal this weekend. Uh, two of them, for me, were kind of a surprise, while one of them wasn't a surprise at all. Um, most especially Casey Thompson, that just kind of blew me out of the water. But as I thought about it, I kind of came up with, I kind of see why. I really do. So let's take a look at those three quarterbacks uh, right out of the gate. And then we'll talk about some of the other guys that have entered the portal. First and foremost, of course you have Casey Thompson. He had a decent 2022 considering he only played in 10 games and he knocked out 2,400 yards passing. He averaged 240 a game. You extrapolate that out for two games that he missed. He's almost to 3000 yards passing. That probably surpasses Adrian Martinez's best year. I don't recall for sure, but when you got a, Offensive coordinator that really hates to run the ball. It's not a surprise, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so there you go. Those are kind of the raw numbers. The 56 attempts to run the football at minus 21 yards is because he took a lot of sacks. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of bad sacks, too. So um, there you go. The reasons why he left. Uh, I don't know if there it is. That's what I've got on the slide, Scott. And this is kind of where I'm thinking. I'm thinking he's barely six foot. They list him at six foot. Chances are he's five ten and a half. That's usually the way things go. And he has to take these gargantuan drops behind those six foot nine trees standing in front of him. And it's hard for him to see over them. I'd have a feeling his size just wasn't going to work for the type of passing offense that I think Satterfield wants to be a little quicker, more timing, not necessarily let a whole lot of routes deep other than after the after a while you get the play action going, then you can fire off something deep once in a while, but I don't think he's going to go deep near as often as Whipple liked to. And he's not all that durable. And I'm pretty sure that he just wasn't quite going to fit the fact that rule and company really want to run the football a little bit with the quarterback. What, what do you think of those? Yeah, I think that pretty much summarizes it. Um, I really think that the, the main reason is that I just don't think he fits our system really. Um, I, I really think that he could, I think he can make it work, but I think that we are, I think Marcus Satterfield and Matt rule really want a little bit more, 
little bit more mobility out of our quarterback room. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think from just that standpoint alone, I mean, it'd be nice to have him, Mm -hmm. but I think it kind of, I think it kind of uh, makes our offense less, what's the word dimensional. It's, it's, it's less dimensional, has less dimensions to it. Um, Cause I mean, he can, he can, he can get out of situations. Obviously we, we witnessed it at the first game of the season when he did all that, that, that circus stuff with uh, Northwestern and then ended up getting it down the field for, uh, for reception. But uh, yeah, uh, so he can get out of situations, but from a, gotcha. from a strictly option standpoint and yeah. uh, you know, read option or even a draw, you know, like mm-hmm. he's just not going to have the, he's not going to have the acceleration or the wheels to, to get to that second level easily. So um, mm-hmm. I'd say that's my main reason, but I think you make good points of his size, you know? Yeah. You know, if he's wearing cleats, he's technically six foot, but so is everybody <laughs> else, um, you know, relative to the, to the population that, you know, everybody else is gaining about that inch, inch and a half mm-hmm. from the cleats, but um, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, your durability point. I mean, yeah, he's been injured quite a bit and, I mean, if he does go to Auburn, which is basically a hundred percent prediction at this point, um, at least according to on three, I like on three, but, um, yeah, they're pretty good. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they could be a good fit for him, but I mean, oh God, you know, there's no, there's no step down in physicality going to the sec defense. No. So, um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, he's going to have an sec quality offensive line in front of him, which should help a bit, but should. yeah. And I don't know. And I, freeze i think runs kind of that spread and he likes to throw the ball a lot i don't know how much he's going to want to run it with his qb i'm not sure what his offense does but if that's where he goes uh good luck absolutely good luck to all three of these young men as they go forward with their college careers uh we're going to miss them we're going to especially miss the class act that was casey he was uh absolutely top notch never heard him complain great kid played through a lot of pain busted up shoulder i mean good good lord it was like a shorter version of Adrian Martinez, just tough as a tough as nails. So moving on next guy that jumped in was, uh, of course now my, my stream deck doesn't want to work. So next slide, Logan Smothers. Uh, there you go. He's played in a total of 11 games started, I think four or five, maybe total. Oh no, two or three. I think he only started two. Because it would have been okay. those last two games, and yeah, the one he started the one against Iowa in 2021. And I think he started one game this past year too. I don't recall for sure, Iowa. but yeah, his uh, completion percentage wasn't bad, 64.7 for a guy who doesn't really throw the ball all that well. Uh, but it's his rushing that kind of made a difference. 49 attempts for 161 yards, two touchdowns. I'm kind of surprised he's in the portal, other than the fact that he's a little small for running the football in the big 10 and moving him to a wide receiver spot. I don't know if that would ever be in the cards for him because we've just got so many guys there now. And we just had a couple of them enter in the portal. So, um, yeah, that kind of sucks. I, I'm going to miss Logan. I, I like him. He was a great kid. He was such a dedicated kid to the program. In spite of all the upheaval, he just constantly always said that he was going to stick around. So, there's a few reasons I've speculated on as to why he left. Number one, he's a great runner, but the size durability in the <laughs> big 10 is an absolute prerequisite. And when you're barely six foot and about 185 after three years in the weight training program, I don't know. I think he'd get pretty beat up trying to run that rule offense here. 
in uh, and in his passing ability. I'm not sure if it was ever going to get any better. Uh, so he's better off going somewhere that wants to run a spread option. I don't know. What what are your thoughts on it? So I'm going to go off the beaten path a little bit and talk about his passing ability because, or at least like expand on that a little bit, is that it just, I'm not trying, I, I wouldn't overtly blame Verdusco for the lack of uh, ability of his passing game to develop. But I mean, if you watch all of his highlights at Muscle Shoals, dude had an absolute laser of an arm. Like, yeah, he had some running highlights that, and those were really cool. And of course it is just highlights. So I'm only getting a, you know, small sample size, but from what I could tell, I mean, he had good mechanics and good fundamentals when it came to his throwing ability. So I don't know what the heck happened. I don't know if it's just the increased speed mm-hmm. and intensity of, uh, going to college. Cause I think he was in, I think he was in a, was it like a five a school so he wasn't in like the creme de la creme but he was definitely uh he's definitely up there in competition but that's just that's just my main thought is like it just surprises me like he's he's been here for three years and why didn't his pass game develop why didn't any of our quarterbacks pass game develop like we really like our coaching staff really dropped the ball in this because i love logan smothers i'll just lay my cards out right now I love me some Logan Smothers early on in our podcasting, uh, like endeavors. I, I was very high on him and I thought he was going to end up taking over offense at some point. So I was clearly wrong, but, uh, I'd say I was more wrong on the fact that our coaching staff wasn't capable of getting him to the, the position of starting. Um, Mm -hmm. and if he, if he would have, if he, if he stuck around, maybe he could have, maybe could have made that, that, that difference in that move, but (laughs) I don't blame him for leaving. He stuck around for three years because um, he was a 2019 class, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah, I think was he? Yeah, no. Yeah, it was remember. 2019. Yep. Because it was it was it was uh, Martinez, then Smothers, then McCaffrey, and then no, so I think so Smothers forth. was 2020. I think oh, McCaffrey he was? was 2019. Yeah, oh, flip flopped okay. him. Yeah, McCaffrey was 2019. Smothers was 2020. Smothers committed early in 2019. That might be where you, uh, you're confused. He got he committed way early in 2019. So and stayed committed. He might have committed even toward the end of 2018. He might have been one of the first guys to commit to Frost after Martinez. I think you're and right then about McCaffrey that. came along. So, um, and he could have easily backed off of his commitment once once McCaffrey went once they went after McCaffrey and he yeah. did and he's like nope commitment's a commitment so I'm love kind of surprised kid. but I love the kid and I hope he really catches on somewhere that's going to work work well for him probably a decent group of five, five schools somewhere down on the Sun Belt is my guess is where he's going to go maybe he goes um, to Rice you know maybe he hangs yeah. out with old McCaffrey and throws balls to him and that'd be funny <laughs> um yeah I yeah. I think I think he finds I think he finds uh relative success in the group of five um, region. I think he could, I think he could be a really good option quarterback. It'd be, it'd be super cool if he went to like an option type of school or at least a, a, like a read option playbook of some sort. Um, That'd be really cool, but sure. Going to miss the kid. Good luck, Logan. Me too. Going to miss him for sure. Uh, Richard Torres. This is the one that doesn't surprise me. Um, Yeah. Even though he's tall, which is what yeah, miss him for sure. I think is what, uh, um, Torres, this is the one that took- wow, your, your audio just went nuts on you. 
<laughs> that was weird. Yeah. That was yeah, weird. I was I was oh, in yeah. the waiting room for our uh, for our live show, and I guess it Uh-oh. just decided it wanted to start playing it now <laughs> while my phone was locked. Good old YouTube <laughs> premium. But I uh, love YouTube. That's all right, folks. Yeah. Hey, glimpse behind the curtain. <laughs> you know, don't don't let that deter you from voting for us for the video visuals award, please. <laughs> Has nothing to do with video. <laughs> no, nope. it's just nope. it's just pure and you know what? Don't mind I me. I still think Smurf Fat's gonna want us, so it's all good. Um, so yeah, Richard Torres is not the, it it did not surprise me at all. He's, he's a big kid tall enough, but I don't think he's gained a whole lot of weight since he's been here. He's still kind of a toothpick and this is a rough and tumble big 10. I could see him going to a group of five school that likes to throw the ball a lot. Maybe he ends up somewhere like Texas tech with, uh, Garrett McGuire's, uh, dad, because they like to run that spread down there. So I think he's ideal for something like that. And he's got a hell of an arm. That play that he made uh, in the spring game, which didn't amount for crap, but he was going down. He was literally on one leg, falling backwards, and he slings one from the right, their left hash mark 10 yards out of bounds. And I was like, "That's that dude's got a hose. He's got an absolute cannon. Somebody's going to grab him. And I think he's talented. I think he's got a good head on his shoulders. So as you can see, his numbers weren't great for, uh, for the spring game. And you know, why did he leave? Obviously he's not going to be the kind of guy that's going to run. He's like Casey. He's mobile enough to get out of trouble, but it's probably not looking to run too many QB draws at six foot five, one eighty five, Right. And I don't think yeah. his game fits what they want to do on the offense. So. Yeah, I have no, I have no input. It's, it's just it, it was expected. If yep. if our quarterbacks were going to be leaving, I thought Richard Torres was going to be probably first on the chopping block, or at least first willing to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so doesn't surprise me. Um, mm-hmm. Props to him for at least sticking around for the spring game and getting himself happens. on some, yeah. get himself on some film at the very least. But sure. Um, yeah, I mean, good luck, good luck, Richard. You know, classic kid. Have, have a good time wherever you go. Yep, absolutely. So that re- resides. Uh, <laughs> boy, English. I should try it sometime. Um, that leaves us with a really interesting question: Does Nebraska now have a depth issue at quarterback? My answer to that question is no. Uh, Nineteen ninety-four, Nebraska won a national title with two scholarship quarterbacks and a five-foot-six, hundred and sixty-pound walk on from Wahoo, Nebraska, who happened to start in uh, one of the biggest games of the year against Kansas State, which had a top 10 defense. So I know this isn't 1994 Nebraska. The point is we were able to make it work with two scholarship quarterbacks and one uh, walk on. So I don't think we're hurting at depth. I don't think we can afford to use lose another one. But if you want to know uh, what surprises me is I'm surprised Chubba Purdy didn't go in the portal. I, I really am. I thought he played okay in the spring game. I just didn't know if he was going to stick around. I figured if anybody was going to stick, it would be Logan Smothers and Purdy would go into the portal because I don't know, Logan runs the ball better. But anyway, um, so here you go. We've got three quarterbacks. You've got Jeff Sims, Chubba Purdy. You've got Heinrich Harburg. So, Jeff Sims, do we think he's a lock to be QB1 in 2023? What do you think right out of the gate, just off the top of your head? I mean, no. Um, I'd say that it's more likely than not. Um, but I think that there's always uh, always open competition. Um, 
I don't necessarily see Chubba Purdy or Henrik Harburg, like just blowing the wheels off of the program and just absolutely killing it in fall camp. And, and, and at the same time, Jeff Sims just lays an absolute egg and starts throwing a bunch of picks in practice and maybe drops the ball, you know, uh, on the ground a couple of times. I don't know. Um, it's obviously within the realm of possibility, but I think that I think that there's like a ninety to ninety five percent chance that that he's our starting quarterback. I mean, he's an, a freak athlete. He's yep. I guess he's got a good arm. It just needs a little bit of tweaking. Um, and I mean, the dude dude just looks like an absolute tank. He's going to be exactly what we want with this run heavy offense. Um, mm-hmm. And with our offensive line still developing, I mean, he's probably the best option to get out of the pocket. I think Henrik Harburg is a quick guy. So is Chubba Purdy, but I think that it's their second gear. That's really fast, not their first gear. Right. Um, so I'd say that Jeff Sims is, is probably the likely starter. Yeah, I'm right there in the camp with you. I think he, I think he's locked it down already. Unless something crazy happens this fall and Chubba Purdy suddenly discovers the ability to read a defense, um, and this <laughs> this Tony White defense is not easy to read. Holy cow! Um, I think Jeff Sims has got it locked down. But um, let's just take a look at what he did in the spring game, just to kind of get an idea. 13 attempts, nine completions, almost a 70% completion rate for 139 yards. Yep. Nice. 139 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but he did run the ball for 21 yards on six attempts and scored a touchdown that way. Had one, one sack of seven yards, so he had a net of 14 yards, but he did score that touchdown. That was a sweet, pretty sweet little seven-yard run. Ran right through a tackle. It was good to see. Mm-hmm. kind of reminiscent of a little bit of Adrian back when he was a freshman he used to run through a lot of tackles. So um, there you go. That's uh, that's Jeff Sims numbers. Let's take a look and ask another question. Will Purdy even push Sims at all for the starting spot in fall camp? I know I've already answered this by saying, I think Sims has got it locked down, but I want to pose the question to you. What do you think or the chances of Purdy since he stuck around and he didn't enter the portal. Apparently they like him and apparently he likes what they're going to do here on offense. What do you think of his shot at, at uh, pushing Sims for the job? It's, it's just the exact inverse of uh, my thoughts on Jeff Sims. It's not likely, but it's possible. Um, you know, there's an infinite world of possibilities, injuries and mm-hmm. mental health or just overall sure. you know, like confidence or whatever, maybe, maybe he just catches a fire and, and just takes over fall camp. I don't know. Um, but I I just don't, I just don't find it all that likely. It's Mm -hmm. it's not very likely, you know, like a five to 10% chance maybe. Um, but I think, I think that what I would want to see from him more than anything is just to develop to a point where he can be a reliable, and not that far of a drop off, drop off of a second string. Um, that's what I hope from him. Um, and I could just say that just across the board, just about the quarterback room, is the fact that we need a guy who can who can sub out for Jeff Sims and not absolutely suck the wind out of the stadium um, like we've seen for the last four or five years. Um, 
And it just yeah. seems to be us too. I mean, we've played Shoot. so many teams in the Big Ten where they they have their second stringer, or third stringer in there. Like, what was his name Skorowski or Sk- Sk- what was his name Skoronsky or something for? Uh, yeah, no, yeah, Skoronsky was uh, that offensive lineman for oh, Northwestern. Duh, I yeah. forgot. I forgot okay. what his name is. It starts with an S. He's got a weird name and he was from Sibitowski Illinois. or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He was like their third string quarterback and just blew the brakes off of Nebraska. It's like where mm-hmm. where when can we get a second string that's that's that reliable and 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 that capable? So right. that's what I'm hoping to see from Chubba Purdy or even a Henrik Harburg. That's what I that's what I see them doing in fall camp is, is getting up to par to where there isn't as big of a drop off from Jeff Sims. That's that's the way I look at it. Yeah, like I said earlier, I think Sims is probably going to lock it down uh, now, if not very, very early in fall camp. Um, but I wouldn't put it past Chuba to really push him uh, at the same time. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm being pretty wishy-washy, and I'm kind of drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit on Chuba. I know he horribly underperformed yes last year, but come on. When you literally don't give your backup any reps, and he's getting like, 10% of the reps, reps in practice that uh, that Casey was getting, you're going to be in trouble if you have to go to Chuba against Michigan, right? So yep. I don't see this this staff as a developmental staff, and apparently they like what they see in Chuba and they want to develop them. So that tells me he's going to be getting some reps, and he could give uh, Jeff Sims a little bit of a run for his money. Uh, so, But when you look at his stats for the spring game or 2022, uh, they weren't pretty. <laughs> they were <laughs> not pretty at all. They were not pretty whatsoever. Hey, nice pun. See, there you go with the dad jokes. Huh. Interesting. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know, right? Isn't it strange? Isn't it, though? Yeah. Hmm. Already. Weird. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um. So, Harburg, do you think he gives Purdy a hard time in that backup spot. I know one thing. I like the way Harburg runs that speed option or that, that, uh, read option. So, um, I don't know. I think he gives, I think he gives, gives himself a, a shot at really being that next guy in if, uh, he can develop his passing game a little bit. And, and am I weird for thinking that I thought he was a lefty coming out of high school? Did he convert? <laughs> or am I just not I don't know. somebody have to, else that we had? We'd that have to was check his like, We'd have to check like his his voting records or something. I don't know where he falls politically, um, but yeah, I have no idea. I thought I I I have no idea. I wasn't it. I'm weird. I thought he was a lefty uh, in that spring yeah. game when he threw that game winning touchdown. I don't know, but uh, maybe he's ambidextrous. Who knows? Maybe he maybe. votes down the middle too. You never know. Or maybe um, maybe you screwed up and just flipped the image by accident or something. I don't very know. possible, but, but then it would be a zero one. So. I don't yeah, that's know. True. If, you know. That's so. true. Yeah, you're right. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, no, I think I, I would, I would look at this from like a 10,000 foot view or like a, if I were to give like a meta analysis, it's like, yes, push for a backup spot. I mean, for goodness sakes, like let's, let's get some real competition that Jeff Sims is being pushed by Purdy and Purdy's being pushed by Harburg and they all collectively get better for it. I mean, that's, yes the ideal situation for any position period. But I just feel like we don't see that at Nebraska, or at least we haven't in the better half of the last decade. So my overarching view is like, yeah, let's, let's challenge, challenge Purdy for the backup spot. 
hell, challenge uh, Sims. Just just go, just jump, get get for the starting spot. I don't care. Sure. Whatever you got to do, whatever you got to do with your arm or your running ability or your ability to read a play and and your your uh, your football IQ, whatever whatever things you got to do to get better at the game from from a grandiose scale, like do it. Um, I think he can. I really think he can. I I think that uh, Harburg is a very underrated athlete. Sure. Um, yeah, you know he didn't look all that great in the in the spring game. Um, but I, what what do you what do you want? You know, it's a spring game. Everybody's messy. It, it's it is what it is. Um. Maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I don't know. What would I want to see? Of course, I'd want to see it. You know, I'd want to see him uh, challenge for a backup spot. But I guess my more pessimistic and realistic point of view is I'm just not going to believe it until I see it, Um, which I hope I don't have to see it. I hope that there's not a reason to see Harburg starting outside of – there. I I wouldn't want to see him starting due to injury. Um but yeah, I will just uh, I will just kind of leave it at that. Um, yeah, whatever. We'll see what he, we'll, we'll see what he can do. If you look at his stats from the spring game, they would tell you he's not going to push too hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he could. I mean, that rushing. I mean, hey, hey, we saw him run that one read option, and it was a big play. It was like twenty-seven yards or whatever. Honky mentioned it in our last live stream, the Megapod that we did. And, uh, you know, I heard Damon Benning mention, I think it was Monday's coffee and cream show, uh, that what he saw of the offense, he said they didn't show an entire section of their offense at all, other than maybe a little bit. So I'm thinking he might've been referring to the, to the read option. Maybe he wasn't, maybe he was referring to more tight end pass game and things like that. So, um, but you didn't see Sims or Purdy run a lot of read options. So I'm guessing they're probably pretty good at it, and they just didn't want to show anybody that. Uh, mm. But Harburg certainly held his own on it too and then ran right into contact. So if he can figure out the passing motion, if he can figure out how to put the ball where it needs to be put, I'd say he could push Purdy pretty hard because uh, Purdy wasn't wasn't uh, scaring anybody last year for certain. Yep. <clears throat> so Let's take a look at the rest of the guys that have entered the portal. Now, this slide was produced, folks, approximately an hour before we actually got in the studio here. And then some news broke uh, that a couple more guys have entered the portal, namely A.J. Allen from the running back room has entered the transfer portal along with, was it? Jaleel Martin. Jaleel Martin. I keep thinking it's Jamari Butler, but it's not. It's it's Jaleel Martin. So Martin's a linebacker? Is linebacker? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I think so. So you got to, it's kind of a bummer, kind of a bummer to lose AJ Allen because I thought he was a heck of a talent, but. Oh, Jaleel Martin was a wide receiver. Wide receiver. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, I got that mixed up. Whatever. Well, we, we, maybe he left because they wanted to switch him to linebacker and we just knew about that ahead of time. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) But Yep, there you go. Sims and Purdy are both throw and run, and Harburg is run throw. You're absolutely right, and that was kind of the issue with uh, I think Logan too. So, um, I hate I hate losing AJ Allen, and I I think uh, Andy hates it as well. So that sucks. It does. But if he and EJ if he and EJ Barthel 
his head coach or his running backs coach wasn't vibing and something wasn't working for him. I'd rather see a guy leave than be a cancer in a locker room. So not saying that that was going on, but you never know. Everybody has their reasons. You can't necessarily put it completely on the coaching staff. I would say the fact that Gabe Irvin had gotten so much play over the spring, it maybe didn't sit with AJ very well. And I think rules, one of those guys that loves to send messages to his players through the media. And I think he was sending a lot of messages to guys like AJ. Hey, Gabe's Gabe's in it. You need to get in it too. So, um, but yeah, there's your guys that are going. Um, I don't even know who Mike Polly at quarterback is, but damn it, I would not want to run into him in a back alley. <laughs> he looks like he's, got he's those crazy. Eyes. He's got the yeah. He's got the crazy eyes. Uh, the, I just visited. What's his name from uh, Breaking Bad? Eyes. You never know. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I think the only thing that I just realized now we might not still be in that transfer, or we might we might still be over that uh, that scholarship limit because I don't think Mikey Pauly got got a scholarship. He's probably a walk on. Probably a walk on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we might see a. I mean, as we're speaking right now, I guess I could refresh the page and see if there's anybody else. Nope, nobody. <laughs> oh. Nope. Okay. Nobody else. So at um, this point, if Mikey Polly was on scholarship, I thought he was a transfer for some reason from somewhere else. Um, I don't even was, recognize his name. Um, at this point, before. we've got 12 people that went into the portal, which gets us from 97 down to 85 scholarships. If Polly was a scholarship quarterback, I don't know. I'll have to look that up later. Um, so if somebody in the comments happens to know if Mikey Polly was a scholarship player, then we know we're down to 85 scholarships. That would be really cool. Post that in the comment. We'll throw it up on the screen. Anyway, there you go. There's your guys that are in the transfer portal. But I'm telling you what, even with A.J. Allen gone, I like this stable of running backs that we've got. Um, Emmett's the man. He's He was the man in Minnesota, in the state of Minnesota two years ago. Uh, I was happy when we landed him. He was Mr. Football in Minnesota. I'm surprised yep. even Minnesota didn't recruit him. And PJ Flex loves him some running backs. So um, I don't know what that was about. <clears throat> Anthony Grant's back. Ramirez Johnson's back. Obviously, Gabe Irvin. I could see some. I don't know. I could see some uh, diamond formation back in the day. Okay, Andy. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yes. So there's got to be somebody else that's either going to be either we're going to have some have to hear some news in the future that somebody's getting pulled off of off of athletic scholarship and put on academic scholarship so that they get down to the 85 because at this point um yeah we're not hmm. quite to 85 yet but you know one guy could just take his academic scholarship and move on and stay in school but he just wouldn't play football and that would free up one so um yep. There you go. Oh man. I yeah, no, that diamond it. formation. You just brought that up. Yeah, I think uh well <clears throat> you say it cuz you 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 talked to me about it. So reiterate <laughs> yeah. what the 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 what is it? The the ideal, the ideal situation that we would have with Sims and some running back standing behind him that Honky had talked about with us uh was it last weekend? Yeah, yeah, yeah we kind was. of talked about it a little bit uh, during during our Megapod. It, just the whole idea that you've got number one a quarterback that can take it on quarterback draw, and then you've got 
two guys flat flanking him with speed, like Emmett Johnson and Gabe Irvin. And then you've got, you know, well, Anthony Grant behind him, who also is not afraid to run between the tackles and run some people over. You've just got a myriad of things you can run out of that, that a defense has to worry about. For example, we used that diamond formation on one of those scoring plays against Ohio state in 2011. I remember it absolutely clearly, uh, Taylor fakes it to whoever and throws it over the top to Quincy Anunua, who was one of only two wide receivers out in a pattern other than another dude that was running right down the right sideline, wide open. Nobody went with him and he motioned out, ran a wheel route out of that diamond formation. That was, uh, what was his name? He ended up at TCU. He transferred out the next year. Anyway, he was like a four-star recruit that Amir Abdullah beat out. He was still pissed about it, so he ended up leaving. David, David something, David Green or something, some Green, Aaron Green. It was Aaron Green. Oh, it was Aaron Green. He was wide oh. open, and he's doing this, going down the sideline. Taylor, throw it here. Nobody's near me, and Taylor throws it to a guy who's like covered really well, and he had to throw him clear out of the back of the end zone to complete the play, complete the plat pass. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's it. It was, um, it was. Uh, I could just see and and. Like we've talked about, rules a uh, junkie. He loves his film. Like I said, he watched 500 different videos of the tunnel walk, so you get an idea of what that's about. He's gone back and watched all kinds of games. I have no doubt he's seen that formation. So who knows? We may see it, we may not. But I could certainly see a lot of situations where you've got at least two of those guys on the field, like a, uh, like a Ramir and uh, and Gabe Irvin or Anthony Grant. And a Ramir can motion out of the backfield into the slot, motion into the backfield from the slot. I mean – Janoran Bonner running at fullback. I, I'm excited to see what some of these guys can do. So, me as well. Okay, so, my dog is barking at me. Apparently, dog. she's mad that I locked her out of the room. I'll be right back. Uh oh. Oreo is a rather elderly young gal who is uh, <laughs> rather persnickety in her old age, dog. and she. Uh. She she decided that Scott was her human right from the day we got her when she was just a few weeks old. And uh, yeah, she doesn't get her way. She doesn't get to be either in the room or put out of the room. She will let you know. So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yes, Moonbot. That's a good point. Ives is the running back, I think, ends up shining in a couple of years that Rule brought in. He's He's got that Mark, Mark, uh, Maurice Washington quality about him. Tall, skinny, and fast as lightning. So you could very well be correct. Um, Andy, I got that at Shields in Lincoln. So it's pretty cool. Pretty nice. I've got another towel in the bag that I actually clean stuff with because I'll be danged if I'm going to grass stain that Husker towel at 35 bucks. So, um, but it looks good. That's all that matters. Hey, sure I can't does. play golf worth crap, but by God, I look good while I'm out there. It's kind of like <laughs> podcasting. We're really kind of figuring out how to do this thing, but we've always tried to look and sound good while we do it. So, yep. um, that pretty much wraps up what we wanted to talk about in the main topic. So I suppose Scott, uh, somebody in the comments figured it out right from the beginning of the show, because obviously Smurf fat was not the best way to, uh, try to hide where we're going. Do you want to let everybody know what we're doing here in the very, very near future? Well, first I want to just say, uh, thanks to, uh, honky with the go big red cast. Yes, sir. Um, he's been an absolute, cornerstone to our podcasting 
endeavors. Um, right from the jump, uh, my dad was in correspondence with Honky, kind of helping him out and Honky helping him out and just kind of a, a nice uh, uh, reciprocal relationship of podcasting um, conversation. And, and then uh, Honky reached out to the vice president of Heard At Media and got him in contact with us. And we are now officially a part of Herd App Media. Contract is signed. We are. Well, it's not signed yet. Oh, it will be I signed as soon as it, it comes in the mail. He said I had asked ah. him if it was okay if we announced tonight, even if we hadn't signed yet. And he checked with his people and his people okayed it. So as soon as we get the contract, yeah, it will absolutely be signed. Um, and actually, it was the inverse, too, as far as how the contact was made. The vice president of Herdat actually reached out to Honky because he caught our live stream with him last weekend and asked him, did he think we would be a good fit to the to the network? And Honky really? said, yep. And Honky said, absolutely, huh. they would be a great fit, not only because we have great content, but because we're two really good dudes. And he said he thought that my abilities and our abilities with StreamYard audio and video and all the things that we have learned how to do through this endeavor would be a help to her that media. Cause my understanding is according to Dave from the go big Redcast, we were the first ones to ever live stream using Streamyard, as far as we know amongst anybody and everybody associated with her that I happened to mention it to honky and encouraged him to check it out. Cause they were trying to use zoom and it was really glitchy. So he checked into it and then I think he told out, um, I, I think he told him, uh, oh God, where was I going with it? I just saw that comment come up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, uh, Moonbot. You just totally, shoot. totally I just, threw me I just off. punched my dog <laughs> in the face stretching. This is a series of unfortunate events. Oh God! I'm so sorry. yeah, <laughs> yeah. According to Dave, according to Dave, we kind of started the Streamyard, uh, Streamyard stream trend for example for everybody uh so yeah if hail varsity and those guys decided to use Streamyard because we do you owe me one chris come on schmitty <laughs> <laughs> but anyway yeah. i could not be more stoked about about this uh, when i got the message from honky that said that he was going to put us in contact with chris because chris had reached out i had to read the message three or four times then i had to put my glasses on so i could make sure that i actually read what i read and, uh, yeah, we're just completely thrilled. We're still a really small show, uh, but apparently there's some value. And Chris has told me sec several times that we have a really good content and he's really looking forward to having us on the team. So that's amazing. Thanks honky. Thank you. And I just want to, I just so. want to say like, we, even though we're still a pretty small, uh, podcast the the amount of progress that we've made just in the last year yeah. has been astounding guest spots. And then just. I mean, when we used to live stream, we'd live stream and we would maybe get one viewer, but it was, it seemed more like a bot viewer, not an actual human being. Mm -hmm. Um, and now we sit pretty comfortably at, you know, anywhere from three to 10 guys, um, with our stream, of course, with the go big red cast and Andrew with big red and more and, uh, and Brian Knudsen yeah. with the Husker army. Of course, you've got all these culminating, uh, uh, media personnel or not media personnel, but, uh, <clears throat> podcasters, yeah. um, mm -hmm. but on our own, we're able to, we're able to generate around four to five times as much as we were doing last year. So I'm very proud of that. And then, uh, 
yeah, no, I'm just really excited just to, I mean, I'm a, we're Husker fans. Like me and my dad, we've been Husker fans. At least I've been a Husker fan for all of my life. Thanks to my dad. Um, and dad's been a Husker fan for longer than I've been alive. So, uh, collectively we have a nice, uh, we have a nice baby boomers worth of, uh, of time being Husker fans. And, uh, and this is just so fun. This is just an absolute blast getting to meet tons of Husker fans. I'm really excited for this podcast award show because I'm going to get to meet even more people. I'm especially, I'm a fanboy. I am especially excited to meet corn crazed. I'm really excited to meet him. I really hope Connor's good people. Yes. Um, so, and then I just wanted to say one last thing, Moonbot. Thank you so much for joining uh, the stream, uh, Moonbot Seven. Uh, I actually remember you. You probably don't remember I've, me. Yeah, I've seen you mind. in Husker comments a lot, yep. and you actually roasted the crap out of me a couple years ago <laughs> because uh, I made some really bold predictions about Scott Frost early in his <laughs> tenure that oh, we'll be in a national championship in like four or five years. Don't you worry about it, buddy. <laughs> Um, cause I was a huge Kool-Aid drinker at the beginning of the frost era. Mm. And, uh, well, you only drank it so, cause I, I mixed it. So I got gotcha. you, <laughs> but yeah, I just, re- I remember, I remember getting in, uh, getting into an argument with you on YouTube about that a long time ago. <laughs> and, uh, and then I remember like, it was like about six months ago, somebody commented back on our post and said, this did not age well at all. Uh, because I had like. I had like this timeline of how things were going to progress and it was absolutely wrong. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to put that out there for you, moon. Um, I just saw your name pop. I was like, Oh, I know that guy. I remember him. I've got a weird memory. I can't remember anything that anybody told me in the last 24 hours, but I can remember your username. Well, it's um, yeah, it's easy to remember a name like that. You know, it's like, yeah, cause I thought you were a bot. That was, was my a, thing. I thought you were a yeah. troll or something. There's but. another stream I listen or watch once in a while. It's one of the uh, YouTube channels that does reviews of microphones and things like that. And they do a Friday afternoon stream for like an hour. And there's one guy that's always in the comments and his screen name is bangs. Naughty bits. <laughs> that's hard to forget. And he's <laughs> never serious. It's all snark and sarcasm and it's beautiful, but he's also extremely smart and intelligent when it comes to streaming and microphones and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, if Aiden or Dylan from the obscure or not obscure Mike's channel, was it dark corner studios happens to catch this? They probably won't. Thank you. Cause a lot of their advice has helped get us to where mm. we're at too, as far as, audio quality and microphones to buy and interfaces to use and whatnot. So uh, there's a lot of people we have to thank for this, but mostly Chris and all the guys at Herd at Media, thank you for taking a shot on us. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. And we hope that you enjoy what we put out and we look forward to partnering with those guys. So with all of that said, Scott, I think we've reached kind of the end of everything we need to say tonight. So Indeed. How about, uh, how did folks follow you out there on the socials? Yes, you can follow me at Scott Genred pod. Oh God, I've, I messed that up. Um, you can follow me at Scott Genred pod <laughs> on Twitter. That's Scott with two T's. The second T is in fact silent. Um, you can follow me there. I'm getting a little bit more active with the Husker things, but not really. I'm more of a lurker on, on Twitter when the off season. Um, but I do post memes. I do retweet things. So Check me out. I'll be more active during the season, but uh, yeah, just follow me on Twitter. 
And to follow our show, just do a search for Generation Red on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and you will find us or on your favorite podcast app. So subscribe to Generation Red there and you will be able to hear the audio for this show and every stream that we do as of Monday morning or Tuesday morning if I feel like taking a day off. <laughs> so this this will be available at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning on your favorite podcast app. So make sure you follow us there. GenRedPod at gmail.com is our email address. GenRedPod.com is our website for all things associated with the show, including links to all of our social media. So if you want the easy way, just go to genredpod.com. You'll find it all there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I think that pretty much wrap th- wraps things up. We really appreciate you watching. My name is Ken. He's Scott. Together we're Generation Red, and we're here to remind you that there is no place like Nebraska, and our pod burns redder. Iowa's corn sucks the fermented pan that you forgot at the bottom of your sink that was, in fact, uh, a tuna helper that may or may not have been at the bottom of the sink for around seven to eight days. Um, (laughs) I'm speaking from personal experience. Smelled terrible. Why am Um, I not surprised? (laughs) (laughs) My wife and I struggled to keep up with dishes in the last week, and we we finally trudged through them. And at the bottom, there's this pan, and it's just filled with water that's been fermenting all of the leftover uh, tuna helper, and it smelled so bad. So, yes, Iowa's corn sucks that specifically. (laughs) Well, (laughs) once again, we appreciate you guys watching, and go Big Red. Go Big Red.